You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. As many of you will be aware, today is the final day of our 28-day journey through the book of Acts. I have so loved these daily devotionals and the provocation from the YouVersion devotional to be sharing the good news of Jesus with others. And I hope that you've enjoyed it too. We're aware that this week in most of our life groups, we're going to continue in the book of Acts. And so I'm going to be drawing from that final portion, uh, chapters 22 to 28, where we've been this last week for today's message. And if you've got a Bible with you, I'm going to invite you to make your way to chapter 27. If you know your Bibles and you know the book of Acts, you'll know chapter 27 is about a storm and it's about a shipwreck. But it's also about God watching over his purpose and his people. We've just sung this song through every storm. I will hold to you. I want to encourage you as the people of God, whatever we are going through at this time, we have a hope to hold on to. We have an anchor that is secure. And this is partly what we see in this message today. In these turbulent times, God is watching over you. Your purpose has not changed. If you want a title for today, it's this, battered but not beaten. Battered but not beaten. There are times in our lives where where the circumstances around us can serve up a bit of a battering, where maybe what we thought would deliver us into a certain season or a, a certain set of circumstances goes awry and different things happen. Even like the, the boat that Paul was in that we're going to read about literally gets shipwrecked and, and falls apart. And the vessel that he was traveling in is no more, but God is watching over his life. Battered but not beaten, the purpose that God has, has for him is still on track. And so we get to chapter 27. Now, earlier on through chapters 21 and 22, there's a riot in Jerusalem and Paul ends up arrested for preaching Jesus. And the rest of the book of Acts is about his journey from there and how he ends up defending his case and speaking to some incredibly high profile people about his faith in Christ. And he uses his trials as an opportunity to do that in front of Governor Felix in chapter 24, Festus in chapter 25, King Agrippa in chapter 26. But ultimately, he is set to appeal to Caesar, the emperor of Rome and over the whole of the Roman Empire, to go to Rome. And so he is put on a voyage to head to the capital of the empire and appeal to Caesar himself. And this is chapter 27. And we see in the story that it's not only his desire to go to Rome, it's God's purpose for him. God has things for him to do in that place and God is sending him there for purpose. But they set off and the weather is shocking. It's the wrong time of year to be sailing. It's almost winter. Uh, Paul is being transported as a prisoner, but he speaks up and says, this is crazy. This is not the right time for us to sail. But nonetheless, they set sail. We're told that there's 276 people in the boat and uh, maybe your children, if you've got a service sheet and you're drawing a picture uh, to capture this scene of Paul in the boat with a massive storm. And this is what it says, chapter 27, breaking in at verse 14. Before very long, a wind of hurricane force called the Northeaster swept down from the island. The ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind. So we gave way to it and we were driven along. As we passed to the lee of a small island called Corda, 
We were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure, so the men hoisted it aboard. Then they passed ropes under the ship itself to hold it together because they were afraid that they would run aground on the sandbars of Sirtis. They lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along. We took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. On the third day they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. But then if we jump a couple of verses, it says, Paul stands up in front of the whole ship and he says this, I urge you to keep your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of the God whom, to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and he said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he has told me. This is the word of the Lord and we can say thanks be to God. Long story short, they carry on and, and the boat ends up battered and ultimately broken to pieces. They're seriously off course from where they expected to be. But all 276 passengers and crew are saved. They end up in, on the island of Malta where they spend the winter and a few months. And then later than expected, Paul makes it to Rome. You know, some of us, we can identify in a way with this story right now. We set off into 2020 with certain plans and with certain expectations. And right now, we maybe feel battered. We maybe feel off course. Coronavirus has taken the whole world by surprise. There's not one single person in our nation who is not affected in some way. And today, I'd like to remind us of three truths from this story. The first is this. Your plans may be disrupted but your purpose isn't thwarted. Your plans may be disrupted, but your purpose is not thwarted. It's so important for us to be reminded of this truth. Your purpose, or better said, God's purpose for your life is what he's called you to, what he created you for, what he has put in you, the word he has spoken over you. And his word never returns to him unfulfilled. And, and the Lord speaks to Paul in the midst of this violent battering of the vessel that they are in. The, the plans are, are tossed to one side, but God speaks and his purpose remains. He says, I want you to stand before Caesar. I want you to get to Rome. And he promises him that he's going to make it. And he assures him of the lives of those that are traveling with him too. And it looks to us maybe that this is about the trial that God wants him to speak in front of the emperor. And, and maybe that is why. But you know, actually, with the, the benefit of hindsight, we also see that it is broadly understood and believed that, that Paul under house arrest in Rome, the place where he is headed is the place where he writes to the church in Ephesus, in Philippi, in Colossae, where he writes to Philemon, where those books, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians and Philemon, 15 amazing chapters of the canon of Scripture in the hands of, of a billion or two billion believers in the world right now, penned by Paul because God got him to Rome and God was watching over his purpose. In Acts 27, the plan was battered. The ship was falling apart. It says, we've read it, that, that they actually wrapped ropes around the body of the boat. It's a process called frapping. I have no idea how you do that. I'm sure there's a process for it. I don't know if someone has to swim under the boat. What a thought under those conditions. They were desperately trying to hold on to the plan. 
And I'm not saying that planning is wrong. Of, of course we should plan. It's a part of normal life. We make our plans and sometimes we try and hold on to the plan. We try and wrap our plan, hold it together. And sometimes it survives and sometimes it doesn't. Our plans may be disrupted, but I want to remind you today that whatever has happened or happening or will happen to your plans, your purpose isn't thwarted. God says in Proverbs 19, many are the plans of a man's heart, but the Lord's purpose prevails. And what God has for you, his purpose for you, it is not thwarted. It will not be thwarted. Things may change. I know people in our church family who plan to change jobs and, and, and it's, it's not been able to happen. People that have planned to move house, they've not been able to do it. People that have planned to gear up their business and make investments and they've had to make a complete rethink. Couples that had planned weddings and right now the dates are on hold. And, and, and I want to acknowledge for all of you where your plans are disrupted. Those young people that had exams to sit and you can't even sit your exams anymore. It's difficult when, when plans change, when plans are disrupted. But I want to assure you that whatever plans are disrupted, your purpose is not thwarted. Your, your plan is not carrying your purpose you are carrying your purpose. It is deposited in you and God is watching over you and he is watching over his promise and his word. And everything God has called you to do will come to pass, even if the plan starts to look very differently. Secondly, I want to remind us today that your time scales may be trashed, but your destination hasn't changed. Your time scales may be trashed, but your destination hasn't change. I know some of you feel right now as though life is on hold. Some things that you'd scheduled you, you can't do. You'd love to reschedule them but you don't even know when you can reschedule them to. But we read in this story there was, there was timing. They set off to, to make a journey. Every journey has a schedule and they set off in this boat with an expectation of when they were going to get to Rome and everything changed. The time scale was trashed. There are massive winds and storms, they're blown off course, they have to wait, they're shipwrecked, they end up in Malta, they have months, the schedule is shot, the time scale is trashed, the diary is dumped, but I want to remind you, the destination didn't change. He made it to Rome in the end, the place where God wanted him to be. You know, I, I'm, I'm moved by those couples that had planned weddings for this year, uh, and it is so difficult when you've had to put that on hold or pause it or you're looking and you see whether you're going to need to change it, reschedule it. And, and I know that a wedding day is a big deal, but I also want to remind you that it's not the destination. The destination is a fruitful and a happy marriage and that hasn't changed. The things that God has, has for you as a couple have not changed. Of course it's disappointing. It, it, we wouldn't be normal if we weren't disappointed. But the destination was never a wedding day on a certain particular day. The route might look different to what you expected, but the destination hasn't changed. For us as a church, this coming weekend, next weekend, was going to be our missions weekend. I can't tell you how excited I was and Esther and I, we were about this missions weekend. The thought of hundreds of people coming together and being inspired and then going out, maybe all in red t-shirts or something, into our city and making a difference. And right now it's postponed. And we're not even sure until when. But you know what? The destination is to be a blessing to our city. And that hasn't changed. The, the schedule is shot. The, the time scale is trashed. 
right now from what we expected. But the destination hasn't changed. We will be and we are a blessing to our city. And I've also come to learn that sometimes God's detours are incredibly exciting and fruitful. You know, Paul ends up in Malta. They'd never planned to be in Malta, but there are miracles in Malta. There's a move of God in Malta. God works in that detour. You know, for us as a family in this last week, we we were part of a, a VE Day street celebration. And I know some others of you had similar celebrations where you lived. And we had such an incredible day of connecting with neighbors. Literally the whole street turned out and people we never met that we've lived on the same street as for eight years, we were able to talk to and engage with. And there's a sense of community and connection and purpose. And in the midst of it, we see God at work. To see reports coming in from some of the rooted groups on Zoom that, that we've been able to run online and launch. And they weren't in our timing. And yet, somehow God has enabled them to come to pass. And we see people in Christ-centered community and disciples being made. God doing an incredible work. I want to remind you that wherever God wants you to get to, he will get you there. Just hold on to him. The timescales you were expecting, they may be trashed right now, but your destination hasn't changed. God will get you there. And thirdly, your voyage may be turbulent, but your peace needs not to be stolen. Your voyage may be turbulent, but your peace needs not be stolen. Maybe you're doing fine right now, and that's great. Though I'm yet to speak to anyone who would choose to be in the circumstances that we are in. But for many, the, the waters of 2020 have been so far and maybe will continue to be raging. Challenges around health, challenges around work, uncertainties, challenges around finance, challenges through isolation, challenges through relationships. And your year maybe reads a bit like chapter 27. You're not at sea, but we read words like like it was difficult and it was dangerous and they were off course and there were storms and they were battered and they were driven along in a direction they didn't want to go in but in the midst of the storm the Lord speaks and his word comes to Paul and effectively he says I have spoken and it is so all will be well my purpose for you is not thwarted the destination hasn't changed and I've got this and I've got you and the peace of God is carried by Paul in this situation. He's saying, my word is more secure than the anchor of this ship that you are in. And you can hold on to me. It's really interesting. We read in these verses, verse 20, Luke, that the author of the book of Acts and the companion of Paul at this time, he writes, we gave up all hope of being saved. And yet just a few verses later, this angel appears to Paul. The word comes and assures him of purpose and of salvation and of destination. And then Paul is able to stand up in front of the whole ship and say, keep your courage for I have faith in God. It will happen just as he told me. He becomes the voice of calm to those around him. He's the bringer of hope. He's the purveyor of wisdom. He's the carrier of peace to the rest of the ship. He's a prisoner on the ship, but he ends up being a leader, the one that others were looking to because he knew God had got him and he knew that he could keep his peace. And I want to encourage you today that God has got you and the voyage, the journey of 2020, it may be turbulent, 
but God has got you. Your purpose hasn't changed. Your destination hasn't changed. And those truths can give you a reason to hold on to your peace. Your times are in his hands and his word over your life is secure. You will arrive safe and sound at your destination. So fear not and receive his peace afresh. As I finish, maybe you feel battered, but I want to tell you today, you're not beaten. Maybe your plans have been disrupted, but your purpose is not thwarted. Maybe your time scales have been trashed, but your destination hasn't changed. And although your voyage may be turbulent, your peace needs not to be stolen. I want to encourage you to hold on to your peace. Maybe you feel you've lost your peace at this time. Well, let me encourage you with these words that Paul most likely wrote when he finally made it to Rome, to the church in Philippi. And he says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. In other words, pray it out. Talk to him about it. Tell him about the circumstances. Bring it all to God in prayer. What a friend we have in Jesus. And he says this, and the peace of God, which transcends or which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And the peace of God can be yours. If you've lost it, it can be restored. In a moment, the band are going to lead us in a final song. And we're going to sing, in the storm, you are the peace. And your love won't let me go. You've spoken and I know it is so. As we sing that, let this song minister to you. Let these words minister to you. I, I dare you to sing it out and declare it. And as you do that, may the peace of God be strong in your spirit. May I pray for you today. If we were in one room, I'd invite people to come down to receive prayer to the front. We can't do that, but you can open up your heart. You can open up your spirit. Father, thank you that your purpose and your word and your promise over our lives is secure. I thank you for every child, every young man and young woman, every person, whatever may have changed, that you've got them, that what you've spoken over our lives is true and it is certain in you. And thank you, you will bring us through to the destination you have for us. I pray, Lord, on the detours of this year, may we experience your grace and your fruitfulness. And I pray for every person that we would be encouraged by these truths and walk in your peace. That whatever storms may rise, whatever circumstances may change, your peace would be in every heart. And we would glorify you as we trust in you. We pray in your precious name. Amen.